Dotnet Rocks episode 656 with guest Richard Campbell. Recorded live Sunday, April 17th, 2011. This episode is brought to you by Telerik and by Franklin's.net, training developers to work smarter. And now offering video training on Silverlight 4 with Billy Hollis and SharePoint 2010 with Sahil Malik. Order online now at franklins.net. And now here are Carl and Rich. Thank you very much. Welcome to .NET Rocks. Carl and Richard here. Hey, Richard Campbell, what is up, my friend? Ah, you know, no rest for the wicked. In fact, if you're listening to the show on the day it's published, I will be wandering across the deepest, darkest reaches of Nepal. You know everybody hates you, right? I don't know why. <laughs> you have, you're like the, the quintessential adventurer. I love it, man. You know, anybody can do this. It's not a big deal. Just take a chance. In fact, send me an email, and I'll, I'll hook you up with our Sherpa. They're the nicest people in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I've come to appreciate that the only way I can actually decompress is to, to be deprived of electricity. <laughs> if I don't have any electricity, I just can't get in any more stress. So. I said it before, man. You're like every, you know, the grandfather in the pith helmet who comes back from a safari and has all the kids sitting at the fireplace at your feet and you're saying, and then I wrestled the mountain lion with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> only in this case, it was a chicken and it was for dinner. <laughs> Oh, man. So good. Well, anyway, uh, let's get better Noah Framework out of the way. All right. And I would like to, uh, you know, every once in a while we get emails from people who don't understand what I'm saying. Better Know Framework, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we've had a couple of interesting responses about yeah, that. Yeah, so if you haven't seen The Daily Show, or I guess it's The Colbert Report now, because it's Stephen Colbert who did Better know a district and it's right. better b-e-t-t-e-r like you better know your district right yep and uh so he would talk to uh politicians local politicians about stuff going on in their district and they were clueless about it and that's what the joke was so you better know a framework you better know the net framework that's what it's all about i'm not going to explain it again there you go and well that's all you got to say about that that's all i got to say about that so uh usually i Shine a little flashlight on a class or, or uh, you know, a namespace or something to let you know what's going on in there. Mm -hmm. And there's still more of that to do. But yep. lately I've been spelunking into tips and tricks because people really, really appreciate that stuff. Yeah, we get great feedback about that. Yeah, and we have an hour worth of fluff, so we might as well give you 30 seconds of content. You know, that's basically <laughs> what... <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do something. I don't know what. Yeah, we gotta give you something for something. listening. Something. So there's some great WCF tips at the Code Project, and I tinyurlized it for you, and it's at tinyurl.com slash WCF tips. Yeah. Nice. And this is a, an article by Saumi Srinivasan, and, uh, who Srami has a link to their blog as well. But it's a nice little wrapped-up way to create and debug services without driving yourself crazy. Nice. So that's uh, it's very cool, and it's very clear, and there's code, and there's a sample project as well. So uh, if you want to get a quick start with WCF and you're just confused, this is a great place to start. Yeah. Great tip, Bum. And, you know, funny, I've got a WCF show in the uh, hopper coming up in a few weeks, and I'll keep it under wraps right now, but... 
Uh, ran into some interesting folks of, in, at Mix, and uh, we're going to get some new shows with some new guests, folks you've never heard from before that are doing some really interesting work. Yeah, and WCF is gaining popularity, of course, because the more we do Silverlight and WPF and phones and all that stuff, the more we bump into it. For Without a doubt, it's not going away. Not going away anytime soon. Richard, go. who's talking to us today? Ah, an excellent question. I grabbed a comment off of a show. This is from show 646, which was John Snook talking about CSS. Yeah. Uh, and this is a message from Christopher, and he's got his uh, his Twitter link there, so I'll reach him through Twitter, send him a mug. He said, around the 25-minute mark, the thing I find most important in web user interfaces when expressing something as, quote, clickable is making sure that the cursor changes when you hover an element that can be clicked. Custom buttons may change slightly when hovered, but still leaving the default cursor really bothers me. Which is hmm. an interesting point, you know, how much deeply embedded into our mind the the cursor switch of that's now a finger because it's clickable. Yeah. Is we we forget about that. It's so deep we that we actually forget about it. Yeah, He goes on to say, oh, and the part around nine minutes had me laughing out loud in an otherwise quiet train car during my commute home today. <laughs> I was wearing headphones, so I think I got away with it. Ripping on Canadians before bringing on your Canadian guest? Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. We, it's the only way we work, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, Carl does not like being outnumbered by Canadians. He lashes out. It's just the way it is. Oh, you should hear Tim Huckabee. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Huckabee says, you know, I have nothing against Canada as a country. It's the people I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said he, I hate prejudicial people and Canadians. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, that'd be, uh, that's fantastic. And you, we are encouraging all of our listeners to... Uh, to leave us comments on .netrocks.com. We have a great comments engine. Of course, it's a great way to get a mug. And Richard, and Richard, uh, a guy from Mumbai, India, Darshan mm -hmm. Marathe, or Maraith, or Maroth. I'm sorry, Darshan, I can't pronounce your name. No big surprise there. Anyway, he had sent us a couple of um, inconsistencies on our website, some things that were missing and stuff. And on the third one, uh, he says, hey, can you do me a favor and send me a mug? And can you and Richard please sign it? Right. So, of course, that I didn't want to send a mug to Canada, have you sign it, and then send it back to me, and then send it to India. That's ridiculous for a mug, right? Yep. So I brought a mug down to uh, Dev Connections, where we were just last, last month, and uh, you signed it, and I signed it, and we're sending it to Darshan. So, man, we go out of our way for you, so you can have swag at .NET Rocks. Absolutely. And Christopher, there's a mug on the way to you. I'll be pinging you in Twitter to get some contact information, and we'll ship it out to you. And if you'd like a mug, write a comment on our website, .netrocks.com. So, Richard, I'm talking to you. Yeah, how today. about that? Easy show, huh? About TechEd 101. What is TechEd 101? Is this a session that you do at TechEd? Yeah. A few years ago, the folks, you know, we work pretty closely with TechEd. We have for quite a while now. Yes. We, the, all the speaker idol stuff, which I want to talk about, and, mm -hmm. and other things. I mean, we have a ton of fun at TechEd. Yep. And the TechEd organizers came to me a few years ago and said, there's lots of folks that get totally overwhelmed by TechEd. And I said, yes, I know. I've been going for 10 years, and I'm still overwhelmed. <laughs> uh, could you help us give them an orientation? So I started doing these sessions on Sundays called TechEd 101, where I just sort of walk people through everything that's in TechEd and help build a plan for how to tackle it. Because... It's a marathon. Yeah, I think the plan is the key, right? I mean, 
being overwhelmed, the first thing you do is you say, here's everything that you're going to see, which is even more overwhelming. I think the key there is parsing it apart and saying, you know, this is more important than this. So you should go here on this, you know, and then go to, you know, come up with a plan. Without a doubt. Like, and figure out what actually matters to you, you know, where you want to focus and, and what right. you want to grab and what you, you're not going to see it all. Yeah. It's too big. And there are tools online where you can plan your sessions, right? Without a doubt. ComNet is one of my best tips is take the time to learn your way around ComNet because the, it it's where the corrections all go. It's where you can figure out what's recorded, what's not, when sessions move. You can actually, it'll generate an Outlook schedule for you so you can have mm. your phone remind you for everything. I mean, it's really a great tool. And ComNet is a local area network tool at TechEd, is it right? Or is that also online? It, it, you you it's what you sign up with when you register with TechEd. You okay. can start working on ComNet right away. And they really want you to do that because that's how they figure out where to put your sessions. Right. Okay. So if lots of people sign up for a session before the conference, they can move it to a larger room. But you can also access it when you're at the venue. And these days, I think a lot of folks are ac- accessing it from their phones as well because it is, it is just a website. Yeah. Well, uh, that's cool. The, the thing to get your head around when you're dealing with TechEd, just the size of this thing, is... It's scope, right? There's 460 sessions mm. over four days. Mm. There's also 250 hands-on labs. These are the numbers for Tech Edit in Atlanta this year. Right. Uh, 16 pre-cons, so that's on the Sunday, and workshops, nine workshops. There's also chalk talks, so they call them interactive discussions, which mm-hmm. much smaller rooms, big whiteboards. There's 120 of those. They used to be called cabanas. Yeah, when we had the cabana, and, it, and there still is sort of a space like that because that's we haven't even. That's just the planned content that's in the book. Yeah, there's all the floor events, which is what we, you and I work on most of the time. I think I think we have the most fun around those. And what are the BOF events? Birds of feather. Yep, birds of feather is a whole other layer, and that's you know a beyond all of that. And we we still there's more. It just keeps going. But you know, if there's one thing you catch a tech head off the bat, it's go to the keynote. Okay. And they finally announced, uh, you know, for a long time we didn't know what the keynote's going to be, but now we do. It's the, the keynote is Robert Wabi and, uh, and Jason Zander. So Robert Wabi ah. is the, the new corporate vice president uh, taking over from uh, Bob Muglia for mm-hmm. uh, server and tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason Zander, you've run across him before, also yep. a VP. He's in the studio team. So yep. that is, you know, the, it's, the people are one part of it and they're both great guys and it'll, it'll be very entertaining. But there's always important announcements around the keynote. Although, admittedly, the keynote is streamed. So there's yeah. stuff you can get online in real time and stuff you can't. This is one of the few things at TechEd this year you'll be able to get online. You really want to see it in person, though. I mean, it makes such a better impact when you're actually there. Well, you and 7,000 plus of your friends, right? Like, it's an yeah. enormous room. Right. It's, it's incredible. All right. What are, some of these, what are some of these content categories that people will see? Well, the, the, before we even get to that, after the keynote, there's, there's, it breaks out into six topic areas. Mm-hmm. What, what are you most concerned about? And those have generally been announced as well. These are your sort of top speakers setting the theme for a given topic area. Okay. So uh, this year, there are six foundational sessions, and they come right after the keynote uh, on on the Monday. And the the content I don't think is quite locked, but you're talking about folks like remember Cameron Skinner? Yeah, he's doing the ALM talk. Awesome. Quentin Clark is doing the SQL Server BI talks. Uh, Norm Judah is the guy for cloud. Uh, Bill Staples talking about the web platform. They, so these are all top tier senior Microsoft folks that are sort of setting the stage for you know the topic areas that matter most, and uh, certainly 
We talk about stuff like web platform, clouds, the ALM, BI. You know, those are the major topic areas at TechEd this year. Yeah. Should we jump? You know what? I should. Should we talk about the IT dev mix here? I mean, we're we're on .NET Rocks here, yeah. which is a, definitely a dev show. Sure. Yeah. Because, um, well, you know, the content and the the audience has sort of changed over the over time. Sure. Well, and it's it, it. Let's face it. There are more IT pros that go to tech ed than there are developers. There's yeah. still thousands of both. Right. But you know, the mix is like sixty forty. Although, and I straddle a line, you know me, with Run As Radio and so forth, so I tend to hop from area to area anyway. Right. And I think for a lot of folks that are in the business of making apps run, that they build software and keep it operating, Tech Ed's the show because you're talking to the folks who do that. They're actually you know, trying to make that stuff work. And so like I find that the SQL Server content at Tech Ed is, the, is very useful for developers because it is focused more on the production side of, of SQL. Right. Uh, but it you know depends on your flavor, what you want to focus on and, and what your interests are. Uh, Tech Ed is a really strong show with a great mix of people, and I argue it's the best opportunity you have to get up close to the Microsoft people that are building the tools you use. Well, that's just it. And also, you know, how many of these um, people will hang around to answer questions afterwards? They all do. And and if they're not there, they're down at Ask the Experts or they're down at the, the big floor. Uh, you yeah. know, the vendor space and the, the connect area at uh, TechEd is bar none. It's the largest mm. of any of the shows. And, you you know, guys like Doug Seven loiter down yeah. there, right? Like the, yeah. the guys who are really deeply involved in, in getting studio out into the world or, you know, you'll see Anders Halsberg down there. You'll see Don Box down there. Whoever you want to talk to, they're probably there. And um, also, I remember one year they had a sort of, um, oh, I don't know if it was like a reception or something like that where different uh, – MVP areas or different product team areas all had a sort of an area where they were set up and you could go talk to those teams. Uh, I guess it's in the, um, in the, uh, not, is it in the vendor space? Yeah, but in the main, on the main floor. And the, the, on the main that, floor. That whole space opens up in the afternoon on the Monday. That's when all the vendor space starts up and they have a reception and, uh, the place is stocked high. So Monday afternoon after sessions, uh, around six thirty or so, yeah. we'll be busy there too because that, that's where we hang out pretty much the but whole the, show. But all the like representatives from the product teams are all there, and you can just go up and talk to them, right? Yep, they're all at stations with little signs for different products, and you can go. You know, they're there for you to talk to. Yeah, that's that's cool. I always get a I always get a kick out of that. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by Telerik JustCode. If you're like me, you're probably using some productivity add-on in Visual Studio to check, refactor, and test your code. But how'd you like to get a complete list of your solution's errors on the fly as you type, and not just for the opened files? The new kit on the block, JustCode, does just that for all supported .NET languages as well as JavaScript. It's like having a compiler running all the time, only that JustCode is faster and requires less CPU time. One area where just code is definitely better is performance. The tool provides the fastest code analysis and better performance without slowing down Visual Studio. Another reason to try it is JavaScript support. It'll help you read, navigate, and refactor your JavaScript code better than you've ever imagined. Learn more about the features just code offers 
and download a trial at Telerik.com slash JustCode. And don't forget to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks. So let me break out the tracks for you. You were asking earlier, and, and, yeah. and you see some are definitely IT pro and some are developers. So cloud computing online services, important to both. Middleware mm-hmm. integration, mostly dev. Yeah. Uh, exchange and link, very cool technologies, falls firmly on the IT side. Dev tools, languages, frameworks. Now you said link, L-I-N-Q? L-Y-N-C. L-Y-N-C. So for better or worse, my friends, yes. Microsoft has created a synonym name. But this is the next version of Office Communicator. One is IT and one, one is, is dev, development. Right. And I'll get you know. I'll give you this. Link's a better name than Office Communicator. It's yeah. just a shame that it's the Nels of the name of a data access technology, or querying technology, or the generics that don't frighten you technology. I don't <laughs> know how you want to describe L I N Q. Anders Halsberg's genius. You know yeah. that one. Yeah. So on the dev side, developer tools, languages, and framework, and is is one track. Developer practices and architecture is another track. Security, identity, and management I think goes both ways. Windows Phone, dev as much as IT. Virtualization, IT. Database and business intelligence goes both ways. Office yeah. and SharePoint. Windows Client and Windows Server. Those are all the tracks. Okay, and they're coded. You know, you learn when you when you you've got you've gotten one of these before. You know what it's like when you get your hands on the conference mini guide. Yeah, it's 150 pages. Yep, it's huge. But when you go through it, you you quickly learn that the that those tracks matter because they code the IDs based on the track, and that's how you find things. All right, let's get to the real important stuff. When does the ice cream come out? <laughs> And you know I know, don't you? You know I know. <laughs> you, I've done I've done a 15-minute routine on how to get ice cream at TechEd because it's not easy. It's not. Just everybody listen to this. Now take a note. This is it. I'll tell you when it is. Ice cream comes out at 2.30. And it's right, in, uh, it's right around the session break. So experienced TechEd folks know be slow to go into the session just the, near the last block there. Loiter in the yeah. hallways. Watch for the conference gnomes. <laughs> they come out of the walls with ice cream coolers full of haagen They bring good things. But it's very, very fast. Right. And uh, suddenly it will be gone. If you blink, you'll miss it. You know what I find interesting, Carl, is the food changes over the course of the week. Oh, yeah. Right? It, the junk food tends to be front-loaded. Yeah, yep. there's far more ding dongs and Twinkies and stuff at the beginning of the week. By Thursday, you need an apple. That's right. It's all <laughs> apples, and, and the ice cream turns into frozen fruit bars. Yes, after a while, you just got to do something. And just be careful when you get dig into those ice cream boxes. So I think some of those frozen fruit bars have been following us around since like Techhead San Diego, <laughs> and they were been dipped in liquid nitrogen. You put them in your mouth, you'll never get them out again. <laughs> just be be careful. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, ice cream is serious business at TechEd. Don't don't take any chances there. So, is it possible that you could even get an ice cream bar in a session? Well, I've done it. I because uh, my frustration to trying to get ice cream bars at one of the conferences, I actually bought a case of them and gave them out when you answered questions. Yeah, you were uh, you were uh, highly rated that day. I'm sure. <laughs> I think it, it's pushing on the edge of uh, flat bribery, actually. Absolute bribery, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I do have a session this time around. I'm doing uh, why web performance matters is my talk this year. What are some of the your favorite sessions from tech ed's gone by? You know, 
they most folks that like to speak that are you know tech ed is the the nfl right it's the big time it's a very tough show to get into mm-hmm. which you know will bring us back to speaker idol at some point uh it's where you fly your best new session mm-hmm. and so that's the exciting part you, you think about some of the great sessions that scott hanselman has done there yeah uh and uh more on the it side mark Rasinovich and anders halsberg like these when you're going to see the very best and brightest do these sessions. And I, there's so many I love. Like, you just have a riot uh, trying out their very best sessions. And I've, I've hopped around topic-wise for, for what I like to focus on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, i got to point out one thing. I mean, it's 460 breakout sessions over four days. Right. All of them are recorded. So even though there will be some repeats, the one thing I recommend everybody who's new to Tech Ed, don't sweat the breakouts. You can get them back. Yeah. There are other things that there are no other places to get that content. Um, one of the classic ones is hands-on labs. Lots of folks don't go into the labs area, but once uh, once you go there, you can get addicted. Yes. Because the labs are complete infrastructure. Like pick a project. Want to do an Exchange 2010 deployment? You can walk through the whole process of the hands-on labs. Yeah. Want to build and deploy a WinPhone 7 app? There's a lab for that. You can actually spend an afternoon and do it so that you've had the experience doing it. And that you can't get anywhere else. They should have those labs up for another week after that week because that's like valuable stuff. Because how do you decide whether I want to do a hands-on lab or I want to go see, you know, I want to go see a session where I'm going to get some invaluable tips on how to do the best thing? Well, I think the big thing here is know the breakouts are recorded. The interactive discussions of hands-on labs are not. Yeah. So you can go grab that breakout session later on, a week or two after the show, it's available. Right. They try and get them up as quickly as possible, but it takes time. And we were also talking about some chalk talks and birds of a feather session, which are community-driven or community-led discussions right. on technology topics that are submitted by community members. And uh, I guess this is an Ineta and uh, Gitka. Gitka production. Right. They're organized by volunteers from Gitka and Ineta. And what is Gitka? Gitka is the Ineta equivalent for IT pros. Okay. It used to be called uh, Culminus, but it, it changed its name. It's expanded in scope and uh, become some, a much more of a, a formal organization. And, and they are following very much the same role, helping IT pros with their careers get access to resources and people and opportunities. Same way Ineta functions. Gitka.org, Global IT Community Association, G-I-T-C-A. Well, very cool. So, and, and the Chalk Talks, do they go on all the time, or are those... Uh... The interactive discussions tend to be dispersed throughout the show. Uh, they are in the guide, so you can schedule into them and so forth. They tend to be in smaller spaces and more interactive. You know, a 1,000-person breakout session. As a speaker who's been on a stage in that scenario, I can't even see you. The lights are so bright. And so it's very hard to take questions from the audience. It, it tends to be a more straight-up lecture model. Okay. Interactive sessions, there's no stage. You're down at the same level. There's, it's really whiteboard-driven rather than projector-driven, although there's generally a screen there as well. So if you want to show some code, you can. Uh, when, when I've been talking scaling talks in the interactive discussions, we have a lot of fun because that's where people bring their problems, and we try and model them on the, uh, the whiteboard as quickly as we can. So are these based on open spaces? 
that whole uh, methodology of, uh, you know, whiteboard talking discussions? They're not as formal. You know, open space is a very particular model that really creates an equality that, it, you know, everybody takes their turn, essentially. Uh-huh. An interactive discussion is definitely led by someone. Okay. It's, it's my interactive discussion. It's I'm leading it. Here's the topic area I want to focus on. And it's up to me to drive that interaction. And it, it's, it's, it's got its own dynamic. I find it really interesting to have a guy, you know, a good speaker, you know, go up and do a regular breakout session and then follow that with an interactive discussion. When you have topics that work like that, I think people get a lot of value from it. And, okay. uh, and Microsoft works pretty hard to try and create those opportunities and create that balance. Are there any open spaces style meetings going on around TechEd, like Alt.net? Uh, they usually do some sort of con- – I, I know they do something at the MVP Summit, but is there anything – they do around uh, TechEd? There's nothing in, in the guide right now, but it always happens that way. But you know as well as I do, I you can literally get a huge chunk of your value at TechEd just by sitting in the halls. Oh, yeah. It's when you get all of these people together who are working hard on problems. And it's got nothing to do with their fame or on stage or any of that sort of stuff. You meet some guys at lunch. You yep. know, that's one of the reasons I make a point of going to lunch yep. at, at the big hall at the time is you get some great, some of your most value from those conversations. Hey, I'm fighting that problem too. And you see these huddles of folks who've just met yeah. with their laptops hammering out a problem. Yeah. And I, you know, that to me is what open space is all about. It's what any good conference, I think, a- achieves to mm-hmm. is letting folks help each other. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. What else do we need to know? When, uh, to navigate that, what about what about um, you were talking about scheduling and and uh, the Comnet you know, s- doing a schedule online? Can you just use the guide online to s- plan out your entire stay? Absolutely. In fact, there's more information on Comnet than there is in the guidebook. The guidebook only has so much room, and it has to be printed weeks in advance. So often there are changes that aren't in the guidebook that are on Comnet. I think the big thing these days is we've everybody's got a, uh, a a smartphone and that phone's strong enough to go through all the comnet so you can look at everything that way. I'm a big believer in loading everything into Outlook because Outlook yeah. runs my life. Yeah, and so just getting those reminders for when the next thing is, whether I can make it to all of them or not, I tend to overload my schedule because there's more to do than you can possibly do. Does it also work with online mail clients like Gmail or anything like that? Calendars. Yeah, because they're just ICS files. They're just ICS files, so you could send them to whoever. Yeah, yeah. They, they're totally readable. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out real quick to our friends at Data Dynamics who uh, make ActiveReports.net, among other really awesome things. ActiveReports.net is great because uh, it allows you to just build your reports with an easy editor, embed them right in your application, provide PDF and HTML output, give your end users a report editor, royalty-free, of course, a great access report upsizing wizard, and all this for a price that isn't going to break the bank. ActorReports.net from Data Dynamics. Go check it out now at datadynamics.com. We're busy at TechEd this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, I guess number one, Speaker Idol is back. Speaker Idol. So took a, tell, took tell a year off. This. Speaker Idol started at TechEd Europe. Um, what year was it? 2006? 2005? It's been a few years. We've done a lot of them. Yeah, so it started as a way to find new speakers for TechEd because the problem isn't just, you know, the, the lack of good speakers. In fact, I would argue that it's not. There are many, many good speakers. The problem, of course, is when they submit sessions, 
the track chairs have no idea who these people are, never seen them talk. There's nothing online where they can go look at a video or anything. Or if they do, it might be sketchy. So somebody came up. Who came up with this idea? This was a tech ed Europe folks way back when came to us and said, hey, we really like this idea. We'd like to find, you know, put on an idol show around speakers. Right. And, so it's and- about pop idol or, or American idol for the Americans, uh, but just for speakers. So you get five minutes to do a, a session. Five minutes. That's it. It's all you got is five minutes. Yep. You can talk. You can do slides. You can do code. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Well, and we've seen every kind win. Remember the guy who drew out a network diagram in paint? Yeah. He did. You know, doesn't matter what you do in that five minutes, but you're in front of an audience. Right. You're in front of a panel of esteemed judges. Oh yeah. That's not us. We're just the hosts. And judge they do. And they actually provide some really interesting insight. Like I would say, even if you're not in Speaker Idol, if you come and listen to the way the judges approach the problem, they're all very experienced speakers, and they will they give great suggestions. So the model this year is we've got three regular heats. They generally run around lunchtime down on the floor in the community area. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have a heats of four contestants. Mm-hmm. And... The winners of each heat go on to the finals on Thursday. Right. To round out the finals, one of the runners-up of the three heats is also going to the finals. Wow. So you know as well as I do, sometimes we get a hot heat. Yeah. Right, where we've got some a bunch of really talented folks, and so one guy eked out the other one, but he should have probably gone too. So this year we figured we got to find a way to pick up that, that other person and have him come with us as well. Yeah. And I would point out, while men dominate this industry... Women have been killing at Speaker Idol for oh, yeah. years. Rhonda Layfield, yep. Paula Janiewski, yep. like their women do well at uh, at Speaker Idol. So it's an equal opportunity here. My only rules for entering Speaker Idol are you cannot be a Microsoft employee or, in fact, a government employee at all as well because that's just against the rules for government employees. You cannot have done a breakout session at a tech ed ever. Right. Other than that, that's it, right? You need to be attending tech ed. We, we can't get you there. You have to already be there. It's all right if you're a hands-on labs proctor or you're working in the Ask the Experts. All that's fine. You just can't have done a breakout session before, and you want to. You're prepared to put together a five-minute presentation and do it at least twice, once in your heat and once in the finals, because the grand prize, if you can win Speaker Idol, yeah. is a guaranteed speaking slot at the 2012 and, Tech Ed. And guess what, kids? Even if you don't win, they're going to see your video. Yeah. They're going to uh, see it. I think our current record, it was in the two, the of the t- 16 contestants in the 2008 Tech Ed, nine of them spoke at the Tech Ed the following year. Yeah, that's right. So just getting into this this contest can help your speaking career one way or the other. And you certainly don't have to be a friend of Carl and Richard. You can be anybody just off the street, just fell off a turnip truck. If you've got talent, contact us. Yeah, send us an email, rocks at franklins.net, because I am recruiting uh, contestants right now. I can't guarantee I can give you a spot. There's a bunch of ways that they're coming into us. We're only going to have 12 contestants this year. But if you think you've got what it takes and you're coming to Tech Ed US, we want you. So and even in. if you don't get in, you should come check it out because it's a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun. Oh, my God, is it fun. And some of the judges we've had have been stellar luminaries in the business, too. Uh, yeah, Mark Rasinovich was a, was, a, was a judge once. Yeah, and he's, uh, he asked me if he could do it again this year, too. 
Oh, great. So he might, we might be able to get him for his finals. He's a very tough guy to schedule. I remember Alan Stevens did a, did a, did a talk. Yeah. One year. Yeah. He, he was great. Yeah. Uh, and of course, our friend Stephen Forte has been a judge many times. He's mm-hmm. been a very experienced speaker. I don't know if we'll get him this year or not. I'm still working on the judges, but I look for a diversity of viewpoints in our judges yeah. in the same way. A lot of fun. You know, the other thing we're doing that uh, folks may not know quite as well is all through the whole week, we're going to do the 64-bit question. That's right. Now, what is that? So 64-bit question is a game show. It's basically a multiple-choice question to win great swag. And we're doing it the same place we're doing it, Speaker Idol, typically just before or after Speaker Idol, all through the week, only for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. We're basically going to bring up people on stage, ask them to answer an IT pro or a dev-related question. If they get it right, they win great swag. And what kind of swag do we have this year? Well, that is still being worked on because there's a bunch of folks that want to participate. So I'm looking for some good stuff. So I mean, basically you go to the vendors and you say, hey, what do you want to give away? Exactly. Yeah. And then, and uh, yeah, the, it's been the Platinum and Gold sponsors have been the most excited. So I'm shooting for big loot, Xboxes and cell phones. But we'll see. Man, it's not that done would be yet. awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Hey, one more class of opportunity that happens inside of TechEd that folks don't always run into are the pre-cons and the workshops. Okay. So these are before and after the main show. Um, some of them are all day. Some of them are half day. But you're working with the best and brightest, the folks that really know this stuff. I've done one with Kent Alstad on scaling websites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it's really an opportunity to work in a relatively small group on a topic really hard. It costs a little extra, but... It's a much cheaper than any other way to get that kind of education. And what might some of those pre-cons be this year? Just taking a look at the ones that have been published so far. Uh, how about Mastering Microsoft Silverlight for Windows Phone by Charles Petzold? Oh, man. Nice, huh? Yeah. Uh, a Modular Approach to Development Process by Yuval Lowy. Cool. Microsoft Silverlight Inside and Out, Jeff Procise. Uh-huh. Here's a guy we just interviewed. Build a better development shop with Microsoft Virtualization Technologies and Visual Studio 2010 Lab Management. Who do you think that was? Who? Brian Randall. Brian Randall. So, I mean, you really are talking the best and brightest here with an all-day pre-conference workshop. These are on Sunday, May 15th, and they're the whole day. You do pay extra for them, but it's a great way to get your tech ed started with some really heavy material. Oh, that's awesome. Now, there's also the workshops. Okay. What's the difference? So workshops are like super sessions. They run at different times throughout the conference. They start on Sunday, but they're about two hours. And so they're just they're bigger than sessions. You can do more stuff. And you're talking about things like uh, Paul uh, Sheriff's doing From Zero to Silverlight in two hours. Okay. So just getting yourself started. Uh, there's a SharePoint 2010 boot camp done by Steve Hansen and Donovan Follett. Okay. And uh, here's a good one. Chris Jackson, who I've interviewed on Run As Radio a number of times. Uh, Introduction to testing and remediating Win32 apps. So he's all about how to get your old-style apps running in new operating systems. So if you've got that problem as an IT pro, this is the guy to talk to. Chris Jackson's the very best. You couldn't get him any other way than one of these workshops. Fabulous. So there's the Partner Expo. We always have fun there. Yes, we do. So... uh, our sponsors for the show, uh, major sponsors that involved with Microsoft, everybody you want to talk to comes to these things. So it's a great opportunity to meet the folks, see what they're up to with their products, win some great swag, have a lot of fun. 
that there's a reception at 6.30 on Monday. Uh, there'll be drinks and food, and you get a chance to interact with everyone, as well as hang out on the floor. All right. Uh, Microsoft certification. If you've ever wanted to do a certification exam, it's normal for uh, exams to be available at TechEd for 50% off. And I haven't gotten total confirmation on that, so don't hold me to it, but I expect it'll happen. Huh. So you can you can go take an exam cram class in the morning and take your exam in the afternoon, and you can uh, motor through quite a through. I've known folks who've spent a big chunk of tech at just knocking those things out. Wow, cool. Uh, other resources. Uh, the Tech Ed bloggers will be up again this year. So if you're a blogger about Tech Ed, you can get looped into that. And it's a great place to look at what people are seeing at Tech Ed. I got to imagine Twitter and Facebook are going to be everywhere yeah. at Tech Ed this year. Yeah. It's going to be huge. So yes. uh, somewhat of a new dynamic. That's very cool. Well, I guess that's about it. We're coming down to the end of the show. Uh, MSTechEd.com is where you can go to register, right? Yeah, MSTechEd.com is actually the Tech Ed online site. So that's all kinds of content from all tech eds all over the world. And along the bottom there, you'll see the link for North America as well as all the other tech eds. And so if you go to the North America site, that's how you register for Tech Ed US. Fantastic. Uh, jumping back to the, you know, our first question, how do you survive the mayhem that is tech ed? Go to the uh, parties. The big, the big thing is to make a plan. <laughs> What's that? It's not go to the parties? Yeah, well... Heck, you got to go to the parties because yeah. the closing party this year is at uh, the Georgia Aquarium and the World of Coca-Cola. It'll be a scream uh, for it's sure. Be fun. And there are parties every night somewhere. Just uh, find your way to get invited to them. Right. Uh, generally, that's one of the reasons to go to the Partner Expo. It's a lot of party passes that get handed out down there. Yes. But the big thing with Tech Ed is make a plan. You know, lots of folks arrive with questions in hand mm -hmm. that they have particular questions they want to do. Uh, don't just stick to what you know. This is a buffet. Yeah. Of all kinds of things you could be learning. So dump into some sessions you've never been to before. And if you've never tried a hands-out lab, spend an hour, do one. If you've never gone to an interactive discussion, go to one. Just see what they're like. Yes. Uh, this is not a time to be shy. No. Uh, you know, ask some questions. Say hi to folks at lunch. They all want to talk about the same things. So there's an opportunity to interact with folks that maybe will answer your questions one way or the other. Some folks actually keep score. How many business cards can I collect from folks that are interesting to me? Maybe you make, you know, if you could talk to 50 people over the course of the week and come away with 10 great contacts, you've really knocked out Tech Ed at a different level. Awesome. And we will be all over the place. Are we going to have a fishbowl? I don't think we'll have a fishbowl. We're not planning on that per se, but we will have a space to do interviews and things. Part of that interactive wall where we are, there'll, there'll be those things. Oh, hey, a couple of key points. Okay. Wear your most comfortable shoes. Oh, yeah. You are going to walk more this week than you've ever walked in your life. It's a big place. It just keeps on going. It's unbelievable. And also, you're the paying customer. So, if you don't like a session, do not hesitate to leave. You don't need to be mean or rude about it. Just, But don't think you have to stay because you're there. Right. It's your dollar. You paid. Go to what you care about and fill in the evals because ultimately what shapes tech ed is your feedback. So you have, you can do that through ComNet. There's lots of opportunities to provide feedback and the folks are listening. So if those are my last tips more than anything, comfortable shoes and provide feedback. And plan, plan, plan. Yeah. Be prepared. All right, Richard. Very, very good. Thank you for, uh, thanks for helping us out here with tech ed. No worries, man. And uh, looking forward to spending a week with you there. Always fun. We'll be in Atlanta. We'll see you there, folks. And we'll see you next time on Dotnet Rocks. Rocks.
Dotnet Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. Dotnet Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC.